0: Hello everyone, my name is Devine Hannon and you're listening to Conversations with Confidence and welcome to the conversation. welcome back to another episode of conversations with confidence i hope everyone has been doing well these past two weeks as you know we are still doing our atomic Habits series and i can only say i've been really loving the book so much um again i highly recommend to anyone out there that's interested it's atomic habits by james clear and I made it so easy for you that you can actually go to my website and find the book. I have it linked already onto the website. If you are interested in buying it, um, the link is in my bio on Instagram and that is at C-W-C, Divine, Hannon, D-I-V-I-N-E. And while you're there, you can actually leave a review on how you've been enjoying Conversations with Confidence. Is something small that you can do but it gives me a great insight on how y'all are receiving it as my listeners and make sure that you also subscribe or follow the podcast like i said it's on spotify and on apple Podcasts, whichever one that you're listening on just hit that plus sign just so you know it can stay up to date for any new episodes that will be coming out as we're getting into this atomic habit series now i know that you know that I know you want to stay up to date on this Atomic Habits series. So far, I did the first episode the past two weeks ago, and been loving it so much. Um, been analyzing the book and really incorporating it into my own life. And I highly encourage again for you to get the book for yourself because, as a, I want to disclaim as a disclaimer. Actually, I'm only utilizing the book as a reference within my topics. I'm not using it directly or just reading it off directly from the book. I'll be using it from quotations, or like I said, reference, and I do not own the words and the content from the book. I have put a link, like I said, on my website, if you are interested in following along with me. And today we will be talking on chapter two and I personally really love the perspective of this chapter that I've gained from it. I think it's truly a new way of how to see a habit and to see yourself within those habits that you have. In diving in, I really want to talk about identity. As you know, the title of today's episode is authority over your identity because there is a lot of weight with the word identity when it comes to yourself, along with how others perceive you for what your identity holds. So we all know there are already things that we get labeled with as a part of our identity from birth. Examples, race, gender, how many pounds you are, etc., cetera, et cetera. This can also be classified in an older perspective with your financial class or being grown up in some type of religious belief. Though all of these things are just labels, they still shape our identity no matter how big or small because soon after you begin to talk like those things, begin to think on those things. You begin to act in a manner that those roles or those labels that were put onto you will now become your language and then you slowly become your identity. And actually I was looking into, okay, we all know what an identity defined as, but what are components that contribute to your identity? So there are actually three components that contribute to it. And one of them is personal identity Another one is family identity. And the last one is social identity. Now, all of these do come just how they sound. You know, personal identities, how you see yourself, family identity, how family sees you and social. It's just a social setting of friends or acquaintances, how they see you as. And earlier this week, I actually stumbled upon in watching another podcast, they were talking on the same type of subject but it was more so it was a couple setting, so they were talking about how they're understanding each other as a couple but they brought up one tool or more so a concept which i thought was really interesting and it's called jahari window and i'm like okay never heard of that before um very interested in it they kind of talked on it but i wanted to do my own research about it so the basic concept of a Johari window is basically a framework for understanding conscious and unconscious bias that can help increase self-awareness and understanding of others. Now the chart itself is actually broken up into four quadrants. On the top is known to self and on the second column it is unknown to self, the first row is known to others and the bottom column is unknown to others but in these four quadrants they're labeled as open self blind self hidden self and unknown self and open self is just information about you that both you and others know blind self is information about you that you do not know but others do know Hidden is information about you that you know, but others do not know. Unknown self is just information you and others don't know. In bringing this up, I think that this is an interesting tool to actually have because though you can perceive yourself one way, others may see you in another way or how you perceive yourself one way, others may not know of. And it's just an interesting thing to grasp onto because you you never know what the other person's thinking or you don't know what the other person knows about you that you don't know about yourself because has anyone ever told you about a habit that you do? And you was like, no, I don't do that. But then you realize once it's someone notifies you about it that you're like, Oh, I do do that. I know I've had a couple of mishaps that way. Um, and it's just an interesting thing. Cause you don't know until it's brought up to your attention. And I actually have an interesting story about this because Like I said, it's interesting to see how others perceive you versus how you see yourself. So I went to a conference that um, my church was having and I like what the leader was teaching us because what he had us do was he had us write three things about ourselves that we identify as. And I was already, I was kind of in a rough patch at the time, just mentally. So I wasn't at the solid level that i really was in perceiving myself i was kind of down on myself and so i just wrote you know things that i know to be true i'm like oh yes i'm an intelligent person i'm kind and just stuff along, along those lines and i like what he does here though so and moving on into the exercise he said okay you know does everyone have their three things down and you know we all said yes and he was like okay great so what we're going to do is we're gonna go around the room and you and you know we're all thinking like okay go around the room say our three things but he was like we're gonna go around the room and everyone says one thing about that person that they see them as for an example i can use my dad because he's the pastor of the church and one thing whenever he pointed to him people will say you know he's a leader he's truthful he's humble Etc. Etc. And he would just receive what people will see or identify him as. And when it came to my turn, you know, people were like gifted, talented, kind, sweet. And I personally was just very touched by it because like I said, I was not in the greatest mental space with myself of how I perceived myself at the time. And to hear those words of what people see my identity as really rejuvenated me spiritually, along with that. My mental, emotional attitude shifted because I'm like, I am those things. And the fact that my past identity and I was not perceiving of it, but to reclaim it whenever they were saying it back to me, like I said, it really touched me in a way of, okay, I need to get up because what I perceive myself to be is not who I am. I do not identify as someone that is lazy, someone that is tired, someone that is just done with everything. I am someone that will push. I am someone that is determined. I am someone that is gifted as they said. And I genuinely love the exercise he did because that for me was the authority over my identity because I am reclaiming what they are saying and what they're entailing into me compared to what I'm currently perceiving myself as. And that is why you really need to have authority over it. Because if you don't have authority over your identity, you can sway, you can be loose and you can feel lost in those times. So like that exercise and just having someone or something to remind you of like I am this, I am that, I am beautiful, I am successful, I am rich, I am without lack. Those things could be posted up on a mirror, could be on your laptop, could be on your computer, your wallpaper for your phone, just that type of affirmation in itself. Like I said in a previous episode, it will build your character and as you will soon to build your character, it'll be your now identity. You see what I did there, you see what I did there? So because of my past habits that I've done, pe- people receive that as your identity. And in understanding that identity is a word that should not, it should not be taken loosely because this is defining who you are and what others will perceive you as. These are qualities that mold and curate you to the identity that you have and forming habits that follow. In quoting James Clear from the book, he says that many people begin the process of changing their habits by focusing on what they want to achieve. This leads us to an outcome-based habits. The alternative is to build identity based habits with this approach we start focusing on who we wish to become and to give you a better example or more so of a way to see what he is speaking on i love an example that he talked about talked on was on smokers he said you know smoking is an addictive quality that someone can have to smoking and he was saying that for someone that is trying to quit, he gave two different scenarios. So let's say a coworker of theirs comes up and was like, hey, you want to go smoke? And they say, no, I'm trying to quit. Now, you know, that's a reasonable answer. Understandable answer and everything like that. They're trying to quit. So they're like, no, 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 I'm trying to quit. It. I'm trying to quit it. Right. But I like what he counteracts that with because same scenario co-worker comes up and asks hey want to go smoke and he's like no sorry I'm not a smoker both of them are denying the co-workers question but only one is identifying that they're not a smoker anymore because in identifying that you're not a smoker anymore you're claiming that I will no longer be a smoker rather than I'm trying not to smoke because trying can give you some leeway. See, if you think of it like this. No, I'm not a smoker. Puts that boundary on yourself that I'm not smoking anymore. Trying gives you a gray area of maybe I can smoke three rather than my typical six. And yes, I can understand small wins because small wins are important rather than how much you used to smoke to start compared to now. However, you should not use the trying as an excuse of, well, I'm trying to quit it, so that means I could probably do it one today and then just try again tomorrow, or I'll I'll be better tomorrow. I'll try harder tomorrow. Because you're not setting that demand on yourself. You need to you need to set a demand on your identity, because if you do not, like I said, you'll just lose it and you will not see it as a goal anymore, and you will just go back to those old habits that you were doing. And like I said, that is the authority of your identity, demanding your identity to be what you want to become. Because I like how it says this in the book, because once you claim that identity, then in working out, you start cultivating a system that follows in what that identity is. Once you develop the system, then your habits will follow which like he said earlier, you should not see it as habits will form identity because if someone had a habit of, they just studied for tests to get a B plus or higher. Okay. Now what they set as a goal was to get B plus on their tests. However, they need to fixate that perspective because if you just study for the test for B plus, All you're striving for is for the B+. In comparison, someone could say, oh, I'm studying for this test because I want to be an intelligent person and understand the knowledge of it. Now, the difference here is one is accomplishing a goal just out of the habit, while the other is trying to become someone that is intelligent. You need to fix the perspective on... What your habits are doing, because your habits should be coming out of your identity rather than going in. And I really love this one paragraph in the chapter that just hones in on the main point of this whole chapter. The ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. It's one thing to say, I'm the person, I'm the type of person who wants this is something very different to say I'm the type of person who is this the more pride you have in a particular aspect of your identity the more motivated you will be to maintain the habits associated with it well thank you to everyone that has listened to this week's episode make sure to check us out on Spotify and Apple podcasts leave a review leave a rating and a comment of what you thought of this week's episode along with that you can check us out on our social medias on instagram at cwc divine hannon and you can actually catch a sneak peek for the episodes to come that week along with some other content and there you can check out the link in the bio for all of our podcast handles and our other social media handles and yeah that's it that's everything i will see y'all in the next conversation